the Rabbit Infectious Podcast Episode 4. This podcast is for listeners 18 and older and contains horror themes and strong adult language. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air, day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. You are now infected. Rapid infection is a cruel curse that drives one mad with rage. Welcome to the Rapid Infectious Podcast. Join Mac, Megan, John and Belinda for a discussion of darkness and horror. Recording from the Burial Ground Studio, this is the Rabbit Infectious Podcast. I'm Megan, and along with me is... John. And Belinda. And Matt. And we discuss the best in horror. Welcome to episode four, guys. What's going on? Not a whole lot. How about you guys? It's episode four. It is episode four. (laughs) We made it to episode four. Cool, yeah. Hmm. Rabbit infectious podcast. I knew they were going to do that. Every time. Did you know they were party on Matt? I knew they were going to party on Belinda. Party on Megan. Party on John. We had the discussion before we started. I had to participate. (laughs) Telling John to get bent, which is my favorite. Get bent, John. Yeah, (laughs) sounds so much better than party on. I already am a little crooked, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, what's uh, what's everybody up to here? Does anybody have anything new to share with uh, our listeners? Oh, John, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> is that the most horrific he thing that could ever right happen? In the face. This is a horror podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's pretty scary. That's when she turns into the exorcist. He's seen that before. <laughs> I'm thinking of something to say, but you know what? It's it's not very It nice. crosses down. <laughs> trust me, it crosses down through generations. <laughs> I see it three times a day. <laughs> three different generations. <laughs> Poor thing. You married it. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, hey, I got some news that we did. Um, you got a new porn? No. Oh, damn it. Well, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vampires. Was that good? Yeah, and actually, not too bad. And then awesome. we also watched the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Bam. Yeah. But it was, he's not It like, was mainly Novak. Yeah. It was mainly <laughs> That's really what it's about. But it, it was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty Belinda's cool. sitting here just like looking around like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but no, Definitely I... Definitely different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I, uh, Scary porn. <laughs> There's a lot of that out there. <laughs> Especially Not just horror, horror themed. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be horror themed. Girls with horses. <laughs> the Great I, American I, Challenge. I don't like it. I don't know if I'm being PC here, but the small people, yeah, that's kind of, I don't know. Well, you don't like watching a porn with Wee Man in it? I don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think I. I don't think I do that one. Well, I don't. I don't think I would have a problem with it. Well, that's because I'm. Yeah. Basically a dwarf. Yeah. Tell everybody <laughs> how. Tell everybody how tall you are. Five one. If I lie. <laughs> a dwarf. Five foot. If I don't lie. But yeah. only a, only a few inches away yeah. from from legally being that. So. <laughs> Which I would be fine with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Uh, I'd, I'd be fine with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's 6'2". Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Just <laughs> you a can place tell the difference? <laughs> hold my beer can. <laughs> On top of her head. Yeah. That's what you're you're thinking about. You don't purposely try to walk around the corner when, you know, she's coming around the other side. Just so, never mind. Uh (laughs) See, that's what, yeah. So she walks right in and... (laughs) Megan, say (laughs) aw! Oh, I'm always asking her box. Box? My box? She asked my box box. It's a box, like fight. I was like, where's this one going? You, you open the it? box, we came. Yeah. He talks to my box. Oh, that's great. I was wondering where he was going to go with that. And he just like paused. I was like, oh, shit. So we should call you Pinhead now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That could go two ways, Pandora man. One's box. not in my favor. <laughs> Pinhead and pencil dick. So. <laughs> You got two negatives. Yeah, 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 can't do that, man. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I contacted Horror Etc. Tony and Ted. Mm-hmm. There's some Canadian boys up there, and uh, they do one hell of a horror podcast. Yes, I like do. Terrence and Philip. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, these guys are. Yo, such a dick, Scott. <laughs> no, yo, dick. <laughs> oh, I thought it. Blood is laughing. I don't. I don't hey, Terrence, like that. I got a tulip. <laughs> <laughs> I think I pooped my pants. <laughs> you guys are pretty good at this. Hey, Aaron. I love it for you. It's a smelly card. That's funny, Philip. <laughs> well, just so Tony and Ted know. I am not making fun of you. That would be John. <laughs> Send all your comments to John. I'm not making, I'm not making fun of you. You guys are great. I no, no. We're just, just getting here. South Park popped in my head. <laughs> Those guys are awesome. But no, Tony and Ted up there, uh, definitely check them out. They're horrorexcetera.com. Um, whereas we get into a little bit of horror, and it's mainly just the uh, relationship between us four, and we start you know cracking jokes like Terrence and Phillip and... Fuck jokes and fart jokes and dick Boxes. jokes and box jokes and porn. Yeah, they are. They are actually. They go into the more technical side of, uh, of, of not only the the genre as a whole, but when they actually get into um, like like different horror movies and they start reviewing them, they really get into it. They get into you know the directors. They get into the producers behind it. They get into just absolutely everything. You know different. 
uh, different actors that could have been cast and should have been cast. And excuse me. And they uh, they really get into it good. So we contacted them. Uh, I left them a voicemail. They uh, uh, they they haven't replied back. I also let them you know give a uh, voicemail to. I emailed them and uh, told them to you know give us a voicemail if they could in their spare time. Please. But uh, yeah, we would we would love to hear you. We'd love to uh, cross promote with you guys. And uh, but uh, other than that, uh, let's see how to contact us. Ripshow.webs.com. Go and check out our website. That's our website address. Uh, join the members area. We've got quite a few quite a few members in there now, but we would love to have more. We also have Rabbit Infectious Podcast on Facebook. Yes, yes, definitely check out the Facebook page and yes, friend us. Is that? I think they changed it to like, which is stupid because it's kind of hard to say. You know, I like how they have poke on there under like the person's thing on the left. It says like send a message, or it says like poke, whatever, or something like that. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't have a Facebook account. I was gonna poke Belinda, but I'm already <laughs> poking. <laughs> You've sent a friend request, and I've denied it every time. <laughs> John, I'll be your friend. <laughs> but no, definitely go and, and check but out But you're not Facebook. allowed to poke me. <laughs> <laughs> check out the Facebook page and, uh, you know, definitely become a friend, I guess, of the show or a fan of the show. I think and, it's a fan. Uh, fan? Yeah. See, I don't even know that much about Facebook. So. Oh, you can do like or share. Yeah. But anyway, I've been posting <laughs> but, quite a bit on that's that. That's the technical side of Facebook. <laughs> um, does anybody want to talk about zombie survival tip number two I have on a our question. YouTube channel? Yeah. We're talking back on Facebook, remember? Oh, my God. You know, I have people, I can't remember some people from high school or from wherever, and I get people that send me friend requests. And, you know, the, fun, the sad thing about it, and I'm not trying to sound mean to anybody, but I just friend everybody because if I can't remember, y'all just friend anyway. Because <laughs> I don't think it'd be awfully cool if you get a thing back that says, you know, I've denied you as a friend. <laughs> What's great for Matt is that I have a Facebook. And so I've gotten requests of, you know, friends and I don't know who they are. But it says John, you know, where he went and... Which is Johnstown. Yeah, Johnstown. okay. He went to Johnstown. Anyway, so it says that they went there too, so I'm assuming that, you know, he was friends with them. Well, I've gotten a couple and he's like, why did you put that person on there? Yeah, so you still have to kind of be careful of who you friend. So it sounds like he needs to get his own damn Facebook I account. told him to. So that way you don't befriend his friends and he's not going, oh my God, I don't want to I just don't do it anymore. Well, I just wait till he gets home and ask him. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, here's the thing. What, what I do is... Do, 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 do. I just use it's Megan's Facebook. He has stalkers. <laughs> I just use Megan's <laughs> Facebook. That sexy night robe you wear around the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's mainly in the morning. That's not at night or anything. So. He does look pretty sexy in that thing. It's 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 nice. It's definitely warm. But that's not the only thing keeping me warm. Ooh, yeah. Is this the Barry White episode? <laughs> it could be. It's, it could get it's, it. it's the chef <laughs> episode. My salty balls. <laughs> <laughs> Put them in your mouth. <laughs> 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 
You can tell John's watched a lot of South Park. <laughs> oh, that's what I that's what I watch when I do the dishes, man. They it's they great. actually have a South Park with Facebook. Have you seen it? Uh-uh. Oh my god! It's yeah, funny. you have zero friends, and like all the kids are freaking out and shit. Oh, it's awesome! <laughs> it's funny because they're all addicted to Facebook. They all like it's try to get out, as man. many friends as they can and beat each other. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But no, I guess okay. I so, so yes, to move on, I, I back guess to I, you, Matt. Yeah, I guess I should get a Facebook page so I can mm-hmm. you know put up Coxmack and Tuesday. Yeah, because I'm not. Gonna I put what did I put? Cantaloupe big nipples or something? Uh, cantaloupe yeah. knocker nips. That's I was it. wondering what the hell you were doing. That would be my post. And banana squirts. Banana fun squirt. <laughs> I yeah, thought you guys were coming up with squirt. different names with the kids for the food they were eating. No, no, no. It sounds like no spaghetti idea. squirt now. Because <laughs> you need to eat more fruit. Yeah. One time I put that you needed to eat more fish. That was pretty funny too. <laughs> Depends on which side of town you go. <laughs> Kitty tickle ice cream sandwich. So if you see any posts like that, that's definitely for me. Yeah. Taco stand. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we did. Let's go ahead and get back to show. Zombie survival tip number two. We went out and recorded it. We got quite a quite a few good feedback. It's what'd fantastic. You think of it? Yeah. <laughs> what'd you think of it, Belinda? I thought it was pretty cool. The driving through the woods might have been a little bit shorter, but my daughter had a blast. Mm-hmm. She thought it was so cool. She went to school the next day and told everybody she was a zombie on YouTube. Oh, Did cool. they look? I don't know if some of them could or couldn't because you know how some parents are. I let right. Adam on there once in a while, but with right. adult supervision. Yep. Like I wouldn't with her randomly checking things, but if a friend had told him, you know. No, because or, I allowed... My daughter do that, and woo, it popped up, and that was not good. The only thing she's allowed to look at are like music videos or lyrics. Still, be careful of those because she was looking up music. Oh, yeah. well, these are like, but it know, wasn't a good song anyway. Miley Cyrus, she should, yeah, she, she shouldn't should have been looking the ones it up she's anyway. familiar. Taylor Swift, you know, right. things that she can listen what to. Was the song called "Caress My Nipple"? No, like a lollipop. <laughs> okay, that didn't say it right there. <laughs> like a lollipop should be like, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> See, it does add. It does add to every sentence. <laughs> it does work. But no, we went out and we uh, we filmed that. I've already got some ideas for zombie survival tip number, number three. three. We'll probably get together maybe next weekend and do that. But uh, I want to discuss it with the crew first before we indulge any information to anybody. But this is going to be a big one. So we're just going to keep going. And hopefully, maybe we could uh, assemble them all together. You know, when we finally get done with the zombie series, maybe we can uh, you know send it into a uh, oh shit, what do you call it? Film festival. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be yeah. kind of fun. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and discuss the contest that we have right now, and then we're going to get into listener emails. Um, listener email. Yes, we awesome. got some feedback. That is awesome. All the bitching about that I've been doing about feedback, we finally got some. So. I guess we hit a nerve out there with some people. <laughs> hmm. Maybe we hit something. Some so, sort of contest. a spot. Contest. G. Hello. <laughs> hey, Belgium. Hello. Hello. <laughs> What's that, Meg? I'm sorry. So, contest. Yes. And have we had any entries? How we many do we have? We have not had any entries. None. Do you hear that? None. We, we ourselves are working on our designs. Where's the right creativity now? out there? I have no clue. You know, if you guys can't draw stuff on the computer, I mean, you know, Blinn is a pretty good drawer on the computer. 
Uh, she does all the artsy, craftsy stuff on the computer. I do more technical stuff on the computer. Like you Matt. can draw a box. I can. I can really. I can. Perfect <laughs> box with a triangle roof. Yeah, it's a house now. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, if, if people are better drawing by hand on a paper, just do your design by hand on paper and just scan it in if you can and send it to us. Yeah, it, the best would be if you could keep it between two and three hundred DPI dots per inch. If if you can if you even scan it in if you're having problems converting it down just send it to us we'll see what we can do with it. Yep, eight and a half by eleven is fine too. So, um, but yeah, just just send us. You know, we're doing t-shirt designs. The winner gets a free t-shirt. So uh, we're setting up the store right now, so we can have some uh, online ordering. So so definitely definitely send us. Send us your pictures. I tell you what, the, I think would be the coolest one. What's that? I think the coolest one would be like a news radio guy who's like sitting behind the mic, has his headphones on, <clears throat> and he's a zombie, and he's talking like he's almost ready to eat the microphone with his big eyes and stuff. Like, you know, I think that would be cool. Another one that I think would be cool would be a gravestone, an old decrepit gravestone that says R.I.P. on it. The zombie hand busting out with Dracula standing over it like he's summoning the zombie. And back behind Dracula in the full moon, a werewolf howling at the moon. Just putting it out there. I probably, you know, I, I can't draw like that, but if somebody wants to win a t shirt, there you go. I guess we're calling on you good artistic people out there to put something together. Like, just kind of giving you an idea, you know, what we're kind of looking, or if you got a better idea than that, hey, you know. Moving on. All right. Now let's get into feedback. Belinda's been awful quiet. Let's hear your feedback. (laughs) It still works. How about that? All right. Let's see. Number one, we've got got five emails that were sent to us. Uh, Number one, RIP. Why do you call your studio the Burial Ground Studio? Is there a story behind it? And this is from Chris D. Well, Chris D or Chris D? Chris D. Oh, Chris D. Right, as in demon. Chris D. Demon. D. Yeah, Chris space D. 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 Period. D. Chris. Yeah. Hi, Chris. Yep. Chris D. Thank you for writing in, Chris. And uh, yes, there's a little bit of a story behind it. Um, The the Burial Ground Studio is... uh, it's actually, if you stand on my front porch, you can pretty much throw a rock and hit an old Indian burial ground. So, um, pretty sweet. So, we just kind of encompass the, uh, the local local legend and lore and, you know, what's actually existing uh, right down the street from me. And uh, that's why we call it the Burial Ground Studio. And no, I'm not going to stand out on the front porch and throw a rock because I've seen poltergeist. Not fucking around. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, now here's one uh, Here's one for you girls to answer. Mm-hmm. Dear Rabbit Infectious No, Podcast we have not group. gone and gotten bejazzled yet. <laughs> that, when are we going to put that up on, on our YouTube channel? Uh, I don't know. You can bejazzle me, too. I don't think it'd be called a bejazzle then. Right. Well, it'd be a you could talk. Pudjazzle. <laughs> it'd be a pinajazzle. 
pinjazzled. <laughs> I've been pinjazzled. <laughs> Do two great big eyes. Look like Kilroy. Look, dude, put it here. There's a unicorn above your thing. <laughs> the horn is the thing. We talking about? <laughs> it's an elephant. <laughs> His name's Jumbo. Can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> dear rabbit infectious podcast crew, and this comes to us from Cassie. Would you rather live next to an active haunted graveyard or a field that gets crop circles regularly? Active haunted graveyard completely and totally 100%. Why? Because... Are you afraid of the anal probe? Yes! Uh, That's not what Matt said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's not what Belinda said about you, so... Uh, (laughs) See, I was going to go for the crop circle, so hey... (laughs) Hey, nothing never ever come close around there. Uh <laughs> um, I I I would do the the active haunted graveyard because I would just be more comfortable with that than aliens and it, it just that creeps me out. Aliens creep me out more than see. I grew up next to a cornfield, so corn circles, you know, or designs, yeah, nothing scares me really that too often. Except for right. you last week, a little bit okay. Don't do it again. But no, living next to a cornfield, no big deal. But walking through the graveyard, I used to do that a lot at night. I'm sorry, I can't remember. That. Yeah, but did it really scare you? It creeped me out a little bit, but it also depended on who you had with you. Right. Well, see, okay, I guess I say active haunted graveyard because I read a, a book by Neil Gaiman called The Graveyard. Which I need to finish. Mm-hmm, the Graveyard <laughs> Book. Really cool. And from that book... I would rather be in the active haunted graveyard. But see, I'm not scared of spirits either. So, I mean, you know, people being buried for years. I'm sure, I know. you know, that doesn't I just think out, it sounds cool because well, in the book, it, the book's really cool. It won't hurt you. It's really cool. There's like tunnels and I will get port keys, things. <laughs> and if you're not out there taunting them, they won't hurt you. I was going a little Harry Potter there, sorry. The port key. Unlike the dingling on TV. If there's somebody here, come out here and confront me right now. <laughs> I want his right, ass kicked ass. so bad. <laughs> I'd like to just see somebody do all ninja shit on him. Some spirit throwing him against the wall and he's, you know. Being dragged upside down like in The Exorcist. Crawling across the wall. Something. Yeah. So like something out of a Sam Raimi film. Like out of Evil Dead, you know. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> That's all he's saying. So do you think if it ever really did happen to him, he'd go back doing it again? I think he'd scream like a little bitch and run out the door. (laughs) (laughs) And then come to find out it was just his buddy in the background that was tripping on the door. You gotta think. They go into all these old places. Now if you've ever been in any place old, don't things creak? Don't you hear yes. pipes? Don't yes. you hear animals that are scurrying across the ground? Houses mm-hmm. constantly. How is it a so. ghost every time? Oh, okay, you hear that over there? It, it's like our house. No windows open, but yet our door or the boys' door likes to. Well, that's because you have a spirit here anyway. And seriously, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Now, people kind of get freaked out sometimes, like kids, you know, the kids here, but. Well, that's because Matt doesn't does bother that to me. Them. <laughs> Our TV used to 
turn on at 6, 6.30 in the morning, not be on the channel that it was, you know, it came on at 6.30. The night before, it'd be on a different channel. And every morning, it would come on, and it was Cosby Show. And, and it did it for like four months, and then it stopped. Hmm. And, like, and we didn't have sleep timer. We didn't have right. anything else. the Cosby Show. Now, look, I'm not saying... I would just say, okay, good morning, Gertrude. And yeah. that's what I named her, I think, if it was a her. Well, it's just like at our house when we Whatever. first moved in. Um, I but it didn't freak me. Like an old time radio, like 50s style music downstairs in the basement. Ooh. I think it made more like 30s and 40s Big Bang. Cool. Era. Something like that. But when we first moved here, I would hear it every night when I'd go to bed. And it was just so slight. But I have really good hearing. Like I can hear when anything's off in the house and John has to get up and fix whatever it is. Because we have a fan that runs. I could hear it when it's off just slightly. And he has to oil it and get it ready before I can fall asleep. And this happened for several weeks when we first moved in, and I just took it to it's John's grandfather's, you know, still at the house, yep. and the kids kind of freak out once in a while, but I'm like, hey, but great-grandpa's watching over you. That's a good thing. Uh, just to make the story short, my uh, grandfather passed away, and the house we live in now See, is I my... did make the story short. Now you're going to make it long. <clears throat> well, people are like thinking, what the hell are they talking about? My grandfather passed away. We bought <laughs> my grandma's house. house. We bought my grandma's house. My grandma and grandpa had it built brand new in 59. We had somebody die in our house, too. And... He passed away. Okay. Well, you can talk about that here in a second. I'll just, real quick. <clears throat> he passed away. My grandma was still living. And one night, out of the, she heard footsteps come down the hallway. And we have hardwood floors. So, next thing she knew, she sat up in bed. And there was my grandfather's spirit standing at the foot of her bed looking at her. And she kind of freaked out. He looked at her and just looked at her and couldn't say anything because there was something over his mouth. And then she says, like, he was trying to tell her it was okay to calm down because she was all nervous and freaky ever since he passed away in bed next to her while sleeping one night. Well, then he proceeds to walk from in front of the bed around the corner to the bathroom that's right off the bedroom and then shoots right out through the window. He's gone. Ooh. Never came back? Nope. So we have a feeling that my grandfather's spirit is probably in our house. But I'm not scared of it. Belinda won't know go downstairs and do laundry at, you know, no, the problem 11 o'clock at night when it's, it's dark. dark and my back's towards the darkest room in the house. Now, you put a door up there, I'd be perfectly fine. But I'm not putting my back towards a dark-ass room. Well, and everybody has experiences like this. I know everybody has to have some. And if you don't, then you probably have and you blocked it or something. Right. But... Point is, I would rather live by the active haunted graveyard. Well, very good. And Belinda? I'm not scared of cornfields, so yep. I'll pick the cornfields. All right. She gets the anal probe. I get the possession. I We're picked, all good. Uh, I picked the graveyard. Neither? <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal. And also, a little bit. Thank you for your question, Cassie. Yes, thank you. And we, we caught something pretty neat in our house. Um, I'll post it up on the website. And uh, uh, I don't know if it's an EVP or not. Who knows? I'm not saying it's, you know, that we've got a haunted house or anything. It's just strange, and there's no explanation for this. So, um, so anyway, I'll post that on the website for everybody to check out. All right, feedback question number three. Number three. This comes from Toter. Okay, T-O-T-E-R. Where is Toter from? It doesn't say where Toter, Toter is from. if you hear this, please tell me where you're from or how you got that name. Okay. 
What got, it says, Rip Crew, what got you guys interested in horror, and when was it in your life? My husband, when I married him. <laughs> no, seriously, that's right, when it I've happened. I've always been interested in horror, but now I've got to be interested in horror. <laughs> I was scared as hell as a child, because my father would occasionally pick up scary movies. Mind you, I hate child's play because of it. Um, and my mother... Once again, you know, she did not prefer them. My mom is a minister and was a minister back then when I was growing up. And she did not like those movies. So very rarely did my dad get them. But when he did, it freaked me out. And I would not watch them. And then I married a man who my mom loves completely except for the side of his darker horror love um yeah our kids like scary movies my daughter loves child's play and actually has a tiffany doll that is like huge um my mom freaks out about it really doesn't like it she'll say little things here and there you know make her little comment um but yeah literally starting my horror life started with my husband. What's Matt's dark secret? Mm. He has tried to show me every movie possible. Some of them I won't watch, like Saw. Yeah, I don't like those. Those are kind of action horror, whatever you want to say, suspense. <laughs> but Like Hostel? Yeah. yeah. I just, some of them are, are different. I don't know if I'd actually call them horror, but you kind of could. But yeah, <laughs> my, my, my husband, Girl Matt, porn. yeah. <laughs> Matt has has really um, forced it upon me. Um. <laughs> you will watch this movie, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and um, I I mean, basically, we have to watch it, or Take we don't watch it. You like it, bitch? See, mine all started as a child. My father. Yes, and I had some of those experiences also. <laughs> My dad loved practical jokes. And man, he did like the evilest practical jokes. Not meaning, hey, your mom died, you know, kind of practical, mean, mean ones. But no, they were pretty damn scary when you're a little kid. We'd be driving up the driveway in the middle of the night. Long driveway. Yeah, about Dark. a quarter Cornfields. Mile. Cornfields, cornfields, woods. Old breeze. barns. <laughs> And he would jump out of a tree on top of the car with a mask on. Freak Surprise you out. me, my mom didn't run his ass over. Uh, I remember one night, this is the biggest, scariest thing he's ever done to us girls. And then he would laugh. Oh, yeah, he loved it. We went to the Utica Haunted Forest, which was a regular I thing we did every year. a person in the face there. <laughs> they jumped out at me and scared me. You have every right to. That's right. But uh, we came home from the Utica Forest, you know, so we were scared to begin with. We get in the house. My dad, he thinks, see, here's something outside. Everybody, hide underneath the kitchen table. Wait for me to come in. I'll give you the secret knock. I'll be right back. And he went out with a shotgun. We're freaking out as is. He's out there. All we hear is chainsaws, shotguns going off, him screaming, being thrown around. We think the worst. Secret knock comes. He opens, or my mom opens the door, and here he comes running in with a freaking chainsaw and chases us around the house with a mask on. <laughs> I'm ready to call 911. My mom's laughing her ass off because she was in on it. I mean, this was a regular thing, and we watched every scary movie all the time, and it just built my tolerance up. I was oh, yeah. terrified of the dark as a child, but now 
I don't think anything really scares me anymore because of the way I was raised. And see, mine's super flipped because I was freaked out. And now I'm, you know, see, I he guess. can he conditioned you. Unlike your sister, Danielle. Oh, Danielle's freaked out of everything. Of course, we used to go and take her to the middle. Well, after watching Children of the Corn, where we mean, I, I got some of it from my father. We take her to the middle of the cornfield and leave her ass and run. <laughs> <laughs> she still, to this day, will not go to a cornfield with me. <laughs> we still need why. to take her to Which a cornfield. Which is corn funny because she would never go in a cornfield. When we went to the drive-thru. Remember that one uh, time we went to the drive-thru down in Lancaster? Yeah. And we were coming back that country road? Yeah. And she fell asleep in the back of the truck. Oh, yeah. And we and all I was, out. I, I was getting ready to pull off the side of the road and leave the truck in front. Yeah, we did. We pulled off the side of the road, got out of the truck, and we started banging on the door. Yeah. The truck. I remember. Yeah. You guys were with us. You guys, you put your ass on That was funny. That was great. <laughs> I love her, though. <laughs> no, that's funny. Well, for me, it was uh, it was an American Werewolf in London when I was about four or five years old. That got me hooked. Mind I, you, our our two year old loves pup pups, is what he calls them. Yeah, and he spazzes out oh, when he sees them. Yeah, pup pups, daddy, pup pups. Yeah, werewolves are pup pups. So, but yeah, that was that was my first. That was my my. Definitely my first experience with horror, and then from there it's just built. Never really uh, like like Full Metal Jacket. When I watched that, I was young also, and that kind of got to me a little bit. Just that was kind of harsh. Well, just because it was real, but yeah. I never I never had a problem, you know, with like you know Nightmare on Elm Street or you know anything else. Watching the movies now, afterwards when you start thinking about it, you kind of work yourself up, but. But the more like, like the true action, you know. Whereas, you know, whereas, like Full Metal Jacket, it was it was filmed like it was real, and you know, situations like that did occur. And uh, yeah, that, that movies like that kind of bothered me, you know. But, but as far as horror, you know, I I knew it was fake, and but. Uh, yeah, yeah just like the zombie thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibility. But some of them are a little unrealistic right. as well. Um, what? Quarantine? That's more... That's, that's kind of realistic. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it could but happen. But like Cabin really. Fever, that was probably yeah. the one that kind of grossed me out the most because... That was nasty. Ew. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? And, yep. you know, it could... Oh, yeah. Flesh-eating disease. I could barely go to sleep that night after There actually is a flesh-eating disease out there. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, the the more real realistic movies when I was younger, that's what got me. But but to answer the question, the started it for me was American Werewolf London. How about you, John? Well, you know, I grew up in the late seventies. Looking 70s. in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> I'll give you that one though. That was funny. Anyway, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> No, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, uh, late 70s, 80s. So I was accustomed to all those Thank you. Friday the 13th and the Mike Meyer Halloween movies, Texas Chainsaw Massacres, you know, all those when they were popular and they were at the movie theaters and you could see all that stuff. So I think pretty much that's when, I think personally, that's when horror movies really started just becoming all over the place was in the 70s, late 70s, 80s, through all the 80s. Granted, there was a lot of hokey ones out there. 
But I mean, I remember watching Showtime at night and stuff, and there was all kinds of horror movies on then, like Waxwork, and <clears throat> of course Billy Bob's Drive-In Theater was always awesome too. He was always the one that says, "Well, he gave it on the TNA rating." <laughs> <laughs> His favorite one was Amazon Women on the Moon. But uh, I mean, yeah, just I, I all that I guess just got me started. I remember as a kid watching Friday Thirteenth with my sister, like I said the last podcast, and. It scared the bejeebas out of us, and we couldn't sleep at all at night. And then after that, we thought, this is cool. Let's do it again. So, you know, we just kept doing it. So That's why I keep on reminding my kids. It's fun to be scared, mm-hmm. as long as it's a safe scared, like right. roller coasters, you know, you're strapped in. Although, yeah, some things do go wrong. I don't know if my sister you still know, watches cool. them to this day, but, I mean, or something. But, you know, I still like them. I still enjoy them. And I, I'd watch, I watch, I still watch them. The biggest thing that I, I think that, we face nowadays is there's so many of them now at the movie stores and when you go to look at the cover just to see if it's any good the cover is awesome you know you're like this is the budget movie. went to the cover art yeah and then when you watch you're like this is the most stupidest thing i just lost two hours of my life on this retarded pos and then that stands for piece of shit yeah like uh dead snow i like dead, yeah, snow. dead snow wasn't bad yeah until it. the end <clears throat> then it got all hokey again Captain Herzog, Colonel Herzog, sorry. Captain Herzog. Not Captain Howdy, no. <laughs> Colonel Herzog. Strange Land, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. But here's the thing, you know, it's, you know, we're going to discuss this, you know, till the end of times. You can make a good independent movie, get rid of the CGI, do a lot more special effects, be smart about how you shoot it, use your budget for other, um, you know, for, for, you know, editing, you know, something that's actually useful, um, but have a decent story behind it. People follow the story. You know, well, just look at Blair Witch Project. Yep. I mean, that was one of those where people were waiting to see what happens next. Look at Paranormal Activity. They filmed that on, what, $15,000 is all they spent on that? And then where they spent most of their money at was promoting the thing mm-hmm. to death, to the right. fact that. That was never supposed to be considered to even be put in a movie theater. Right. And then people kept calling in and yeah, requesting it. And that's how, you know, they just got it pushed and pushed and pushed. And it finally came up with the movie theater. That's what made it so popular. Yeah. And now, like, the direction or everything that did that, because, of course, it was filmed at his house. Now he's living on Easy Street because now he's got all his money made for the next movie to make. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, oh, yeah. it, Paranormal Activity wasn't a bad movie. I mean, it was okay. Like, you know, a lot of people, you either hate it, you like it. If you just kind of put yourself into their kind of thing, you'd be like, okay, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But the, I think the best part of the whole movie was at the end, you know, when she came at the camera, and then boom, it was gone. Right. Well, see, what I didn't like was paranormal, paranormal activity. You knew from the beginning that it wasn't real. I mean, come on. Right. Even though they advertised it, it was real, mm-hmm. you could tell because, okay, the dumbass guy didn't take his girlfriend's side and get her the fuck out of the house. Right. Which, you know, any normal person would have done. Yeah, it followed her, but still, it wasn't bad when she left off and went to another place. And I just keep on moving around. But with Blair Witch Project, it wasn't set in concrete that it wasn't real. Right. And that's what was cool about it. Well, they, there was so much looking up, researching it, people trying to find out the truth, and they left it vague. Well, when they filmed that movie, they didn't tell the people who were in it what they were doing. They just put them in a tent and told them something different. <laughs> really? Like, really, really? Really. Ooh. They, right. never, they never said, this is a scary movie. They just paid for them to go on a trip. 
to go camping and they wanted to huh. document their camping trip. And then they, that's when they start putting everything out there at them. Pretty cool. Now, you know, this is what I've been told about that. I may be wrong. Sorry if I am. So call in and uh, tell me if I'm wrong or not. There yeah, we go. There we go. All right. Matt, Megan, John, and Belinda. This is question number four. This is from JFIC7. JFIC7. Yeah, I don't know what it stands for. Well, at least he sees something. Yeah. Um, if you guys like horror, then you have to like some metal. What bands are you currently into? Let's go ahead and keep this kind of short. <laughs> don't <'Cause>. ask John. <laughs> the, the best horror Here we go. guy ever to tell scary stories and a freaking rock Heavy metal atmosphere is, of course, the king. The king, king diamond. diamond. And I have to admit, even though I'm not ecstatic about his music. Me I've neither, been, but it, it intrigues you. I've been to a lot of his concerts. And they're awesome, aren't they? They are. They're freaking awesome. He has people on there acting stuff out and the whole stage setup and everything. And the storylines are really good. Yeah. And what? Some of them are even true. Well, he did one about the French Inquisition, which is called the Eye of the Witch, talking about how you were accused of being a witch back in the day of, when was it, 16, or I can't remember the dates, but back when the French Inquisition was popular. And I think, let's see, pretty much that would be about the only true one out of all of it. I mean, he reads a lot of stuff. He makes a lot of things up. But actually, with the way he writes everything, and he's converted to music, Granted, if you've ever heard him, he sings with a falsetto now and then, but the reason why he does is to enunciate the parts that put more into how, when you talk. You know, when you read a book and you put enunciation on words and stuff like that, you know, and just how you have to give it, because you have different characters in this, you know, you have women in there as well as that. Well, now he's got actual a girl in the band that sings in there as well, so it makes it pretty cool. Kind of like a... Not really a ballad, if that's what you're thinking. Well, I was kind of like a meatloaf kind of, no. you know, does the whole thing like that. I mean, he doesn't do the story of horror, but... Paradise by the Dashboard Lights? <laughs> I mean, initially, that's what songs are, stories, and mm -hmm. it's kind of what he does, but he also does that enunciation and the falsetto of making it loud. But I used to be in a couple bands back when I was in high school, back in the 80s, and uh, my drummer in the band. We were pretty good friends. And he's like, man, he's like, I watched Headbangers Ball last night. And this dude was on there. And I heard his, his video for, it was off the Them album. He did um, uh, Welcome Home, which was the first video. Well, he actually did one from the other album. But it was his third album. And this was back in 89, 88. And uh, we listened to it. And I mean, as soon as I listened to it, and I mean, the two guitarists in there go back and forth with solos, melodic. I mean, just it was just awesome. And I was just like, man, this is this is kick ass. So I just I couldn't stop listening to it. Once I listened to it once or twice, I just couldn't stop listening to it. And then I just had to, I was hooked. I had to buy every album come out, the previous albums. Went to the concert. I mean, it was just in the concerts kick butt. I mean, if you're a horror fan and you're into that kind of stuff, his first initial band was Merciful Fate which he did with a bunch of the people. But anyway, it's more along the lines of, you know, the devil and crap like that. But or I don't know, whatever. But anyway, I, I like more when he did his own solo stuff as going out on some King Diamond itself. But anyway. Anyway, going on. All right. Um, I'm into two styles right now that um, 
I'm kind of listening to a lot lot of, and that's uh, number one's rockabilly. Love rockabilly music. Oh, Reverend Horton Heat. Love Reverend Horton Heat, but right now, uh, been listening to the Boxmasters quite a bit. I don't know them. Southern Culture on the Skids. What's that? There's a band called Southern Culture on the Skids. Mm. They did a song White Trash in the Beavis and Butthead movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Boxmasters is uh, Billy Bob Thornton's band. Oh, really? And actually, it sounds pretty good. A lot of people are bitching about, you know, Billy Bob Thornton not singing that well, but I tell you what, a lot of people don't sing that well, and they sound good. They sound good as a whole. Is so, that a metal? A rockabilly. They okay. do rockabilly Rockabilly. Music. So how about your metal? My metal, the band that I've been listening to here lately, well, there's there's been two. Number one's Black Label Society. Love Black Label Society. Love Zach oh. Wilde. He's the man. Um, he'd be one guy that I would be really nervous to meet just because I'd be, I'd be wanting to ask him all kinds of questions. Um, would you charge? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. But, um, and then the other one would be uh, a band called Ventana. Uh, I think they're based out of Cleveland, uh, which makes them kind of local boys, but, um, at least that's what their, their MySpace page says. But, uh, they're, they're they're pretty heavy. Uh, my favorite song of theirs right now. First of all, they they did a uh, a remake of G. Tom Max "Cry Little Sister" from Lost Boys, and it's about the hardest version of it that I've ever heard. Because there's uh, was it Seasons After did Starts another out version. Soft. No, that that was the Seasons After version. Okay, seasons After. You're right. Yeah, Sorry. it started off soft. Sorry, that's all right. And uh, but my favorite is Face to Face. Check it out on on YouTube or their you know MySpace page or whatever, but it is a kick ass heavy metal in your fucking face song. It makes you just want to go stomp teeth. I mean, it's badass. So you know, you like horror movies. You're gonna like hard music anyway. Mm-hmm. I like I like all the hard music. I mean, I like you know Corn, everybody disturbed. Right. You know, just anybody you can hear on the radio that sounds pretty heavy and sounds good. I mean, Creed, whatever. Well, I think one of my favorites for scary movies is Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. I love that's whenever, true. like, there's a trailer out now for a movie that's coming out, and it's Marilyn Manson singing uh, the song in the trailer, and it just sets the mood. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, from what a guy at work told me, that Marilyn Manson actually did a horror movie or is doing a horror movie. Maybe that's the trailer I saw. Mm. I can't remember what I it was. I can't think of what the name of it was, but he told me about it, and it might be it. I saw him in concert at OzFest one year, and it was cool when Disney's tried to sue him, but he had a blow-up of his, like, from his uh, his whole head. It was a big blow-up thing of his head with Mickey Mouse ears on. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> All right. The last one is from Jenny. Oh, I'm sorry, Megan. What's, no, that's what's okay. your metal? No, no right. I don't want to interrupt you. It's okay. What's your metal, honey? I don't want to tell you now. Tell me your metal. You can tell me. I, won't I think tell him. I think me and Belinda would agree that we like a little Trent. Mm-hmm. You mean I like a lot of Trent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I started to see Nine Inch Nails, oh, she hasn't God. been the same since. Nine Inch Run. Nine Inch One. Ever since I showed her on Nine Inch Nails. Good. Yes. I had the binoculars out staring at him the whole time. I hit the spot for Belinda. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I do like the older men, obviously. I'm going out with Grandpa over here. Or Mary's Grandpa. Did you know it's pitiful because a lot of your friends are, a lot of them are grandparents. 
And wow. you still have kids that are really young. <laughs> okay, yeah. so, yeah, I didn't mean to, like, stop you on the that's next right. one, but I did want to put that in because I no, knew that oh, me yeah. and Belinda share that same concept. We like the, you know... Hey, you guys I used to listen to Nine Inch Nails, the first CD. What is it? Downward Spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to listen to no, that. Pretty Hate Machine. Or Pretty Hate Machine. Yeah, I used to listen to that. I'd put it in my CD player at home, hook my headphones up when I was in school, and I'd listen to that while I was sleeping. Now, for me, and and this kind of goes back, and I don't know if it's not. I mean, you could consider it metal, I guess, if you want to. But me, I like Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, they're awesome. I really like Smashing Those Pumpkins. Are Those Smashing are the. Pumpkins. That's a good one to listen to when you're Smashing on your long Pumpkins, drive. Nine Inch Nails, and Corn. Those are my. The three. world is a vampire. Dun, 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 dun. I love them. <laughs> yes. So those would be mine. Well, very good. Well, moving on to the last one, and then we're going to go to, I believe, uh, a Godsmack. break. Godspeed. Yeah, Godsmack. Hey guys, big difference between show one and show three. You guys are doing great. As far as upcoming movies go, what is your take on the reimagining of the classic Monster Squad? I would oh! love you. I would love you hear your comments. I, I think there's a typo there. So, Jenny, here's our comments. She might love us. We love yeah. Okay, so remake of Monster Squad? Yes. Seriously? That's what the word is. Wolfman's got nards! A lot of people don't like remakes. Or how are they going to do that? Because the old ones are the classic. No, yeah, that's what it's I It's mean. also dated. It's also very dated to the eighties. Cool about it, yeah. For that, us. I'm sorry, yeah. but that movie, that movie, that's like that's like remaking the Goonies. You can't remake the Goonies. You know, and I'm one of those people. Are don't tell me, Matt. They're going to remake the Goonies. Give it to somebody, and they'll come across no, that. No, no, no. Well, here's the thing. Don't, I don't touch Monster Squad. I don't know, Jenny. I don't. Do you think that they should remake it? I mean, what do you think? I think personally, no, because I remember that. Well, here's the thing. We. We love Monster Squad for what it is, but we are also products of the 80s. So that was our time. That's, you know, us growing up, and it, it caught that snippet of time. What is the last movie that that our kids have really gotten involved in to the point? <gasps> See, that's the thing. My kids love Monster Squad and the Goonies. Right. But, but what do they have that shows kids that dress like them and... You know, talk like them that has yeah. like caught them and and that they're going to remember. Yeah, the vampire. You know what? That's how kids should be back at Monster Squad and Goonies. Well, they oh, got that. You know what I mean? They got the little like vampire. Um, yeah, little is the little vampire. So that's the really vampire's cute. assistant. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they like that that's one true. too. Yeah, that's true. That's and, uh, they do. A good one. Oh, they've got um, Hall- uh, What is it? Halloween town, USA? Halloween, Halloween town, town, and yeah. all them other ones. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, talking about goosebumps. No, Goosebumps I'm not. But, but yeah, that it would be uh, my kids like Yeah, Goosebumps. but Halloween Town is that really that's a Disney to, to Monster Squad as far as yeah, levels? sort of because you got Halloween Town and it's got assistant all the stuff in it being on the same level as Monster yeah, Squad. Little West Vampire, maybe. and my kids right, really liked okay. Monster House. It um, freaked out. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That one was a good. I one. Like that Monster was House. you know that was cartoon. Good. Or all whatever. right, I'm totally getting my ass kicked on this question, Jenny. Uh, I I I want I well, want to make a, a comment. Right. Monster Squad to remake it. They need to have Britney Spears as the sister that isn't the virgin. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a great. virgin, are you? I don't know. I like redheads. Well, so not let's go really. with Lindsay. Redheads are sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, I guess there's news about about Monster Squad being remade. They. So. I, I, 
No, I don't have no Zac Efron in it, please. See, my thing is, I'm into those newer movies, the ones they remake. Like, I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the the remake was just freaking awesome. Just like with Rob oh, yes. Zombie and uh, Halloween. Halloween. The kid from but, How to Eat Fried Worms. He'd be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as you know, remaking that, I just yeah, you're messing with the classic. And it, you know what? Here, Wolf here's another cool, idea: though. is how do people feel about the remakes from? You know, to me, that's like a remake from my generation, you know, and that movie's from from my generation. And if you're going to remake it, I don't know, it's kind of a piece of my childhood. Well, you know, it depends on how they go about doing it. I mean, look, you have remakes out nowadays where, you know, like Friday the 13th, they remade it. They right. It, how do people made feel it about kick that? kick ass. I mean, because they actually incorporated, if you think about it. It was like the first three movies. Yeah, the all first three one. movies in one movie. Mm. And then... um when Rob Zombie redid Halloween, I liked how he did it because it showed more of how Michael Myers grew up his whole life and what made him turn into the way he was and versus just right off the get-go, boom, you know, he's... But And all the people that hate the second one, keep your, you know... second was good. I loved it. I liked the second one. Yeah, because it broke away, you know, and I, I'm sorry, but if you guys, you know are pissed off that Rob Zombie screwed up the Halloween franchise, I got one title for you. Season of the Witch. Yes. Okay? Enough said. Done deal. Rob Zombie's... I I love him. He's cool. He's somebody I'd want to meet. It was retarded Halloween until you got up to H2O. And then it actually became cool again. Yep. After the first, what, one, two? I I don't know. Yeah. It's just like... It's how they make it. Nightmare on Elm Street. Case scenario. Took out Robert England. They put uh, Roshack dude in there as Freddy Krueger. Haven't seen it yet. Can't really give that much of a review on it until we've seen it. Even though the characters changed, it may still be a good movie. Could be darker. It could be kick-ass. It could be lame. Who knows? Just like this. You can't judge it. They're going to remake it to try to bring it up to date. Which right. Is like what they always do with movies. Right. You know, they bring it up to date so it's more modernized. I mean, you never know. I mean, the effects will probably be kick-ass in it, you know, and I'm sure that the whole effects of the characters themselves will probably look a lot better. Granted, they didn't look bad at all in the old No, movie. I think I thought it was really great. But, I mean, they just you have to come out, wait for it to come out, look at it, and give it a review after that if it's good or not. Very good. Well, all right, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to take a break. And uh, we'll be back right after this. And we're back. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys haven't haven't completely turned us off after we got done ranting with the uh, with the listener comments. Now, um, what this show is about, episode four, we are not doing any scary movies other than the ones that we just did. 
This is a listener appreciation show. Uh, we got some other feedback um, from Corey at Survival Tech, and he said, hey, you know, check out some of this stuff. Uh, he posted it on his website about some some uh, weird and, and strange things to see around Ohio, uh, which is, is, you know, like we've said, you know, where we're from. Hopefully we can do this uh, for a couple of, of the other states around us. And uh, if you guys are from, you know, another another state that is not surrounding Ohio and you want to hear about some weird stuff, you know, let us know and we'll do some research and try and get back to you. But horror is more than just movies. Um, so let's get into some real stuff and stuff, you know, places that we can actually visit and uh, go from there. So here is some scary stuff around Ohio. Um I will go ahead and start, and if you, if the listeners, if you heard that, that was not an EVP, that was not paranormal, but it could possibly be pretty evil. It was man <laughs> The evilness. That was pretty scary. Those damn burritos. <laughs> but anyway, I'll go ahead and get in. Now, uh, most of these stories are courtesy of Forgotten Ohio dot com and uh, the shadowlands dot net. So this one comes to us courtesy of forgottenohio.com and it is the Otterbine Cemetery. Uh, it's in Perry County, uh, located just off Route 22 on Otterbine Road. Um, and it's locally renowned haunted site, the Horseshoe Grave is there. <laughs> and we have barking spiders. That are infesting the burial ground studio. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, the deal with the Otterbein Cemetery is that there is this guy named James Henry, and he had a horse named Bob. 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 <laughs> Bob. Bob. Horse Bob. <laughs> and uh, he also had two different women that wanted to marry him. Uh, Mary and Rachel. The horse? <laughs> Didn't we discuss that before? <laughs> About horses and women? <laughs> Hung like a horse. Anyway. I'm Mr. Ed. He was out riding one night. The horse. <laughs> and he was trying to decide between uh, which the of the ladies. two. <laughs> which of the women he wanted to marry. Um, he fell asleep. And later he woke to find that Bob had carried him to Mary's house. Taking it as a sign, he asked her then and there, and she accepted. Rachel was a bridesmaid at the wedding. Uh, the newlyweds rode around in a carriage pulled by Bob, who James had given his wife as a wedding present. Then Mary got pregnant. By and <laughs> no. <laughs> on February 28, 1845, Mary died at childbirth. The men the baby was stillborn. James had his wife buried in a corner plot at the Otterbein Cemetery. He waited more than three years, and then he married Rachel. She wore a black dress to the wedding and afterward stood with James at his dead wife's graveside where an icy winter uh, wind drove them back to their carriage drawn by Bob the horse. That was the beginning of the supernatural occurrences at Mary's gravesite. Cemetery's caretaker came knocking a week after the wedding, 
summoning James and Rachel to see what had happened to her tombstone. A sharply defined horseshoe was emblazoned in the granite. Strange wailings were heard in the cemetery that night, and a blazing ball of light was seen to hover above Mary's plot. Next morning, James went out to the barn to begin his chores for the day. When he didn't return in time, Rachel ran out to the barn to check on him and found him dead in Bob's stall. The imprint of a horseshoe identical to the one on his first wife's gravestone was punched into his forehead. Now, that's the story. It's also said that even killing her husband wasn't enough for Mary and that her spirit is still restless at Otterbine Cemetery. Mary and Rachel sometimes appear fighting and arguing over their long dead husband. And, uh, what about Bob? <laughs> it doesn't say anything else <laughs> about Bob. But, uh, there's pictures on Forgotten Ohio. And in fact, Megan and I were going to go do a, uh, go do a little expedition yesterday, but Ooh. we didn't get time no. to go and do it. But we we're going to drive down and see. But, Bob? no, not Bob. Don't want to see Bob. But, uh, we, uh, we we're going to drive down to the cemetery and check out the gravestone because Forgotten Ohio has a picture of it. And yes, sure enough, you know, there is a horseshoe that's on the back of the tombstone. It's pretty, pretty slick. looks like somebody put something up there and let it rust and it kind of stained, you know, the, the stone. But either way, it's still neat and uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a neat picture. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Cool. That's pretty cool. You think we ought to maybe go to some of these places and uh, take a camera and yeah, put it sure. up on our YouTube yeah. channel? That'd yeah, be, that'd be cool. Sounds like fun. All right. Well, maybe we'll start doing like a little bit of a of a RIP expedition crew, and uh, we'll take the kids and everything and see if we can find Bob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Megan, do you have one? I do. Um, this one comes from Forgotten Ohio. Dot com, and it is in Licking County, Pataskala. It is called the Goonie House. And sometimes occupied, sometimes empty, this house has long been known as haunted by teenagers in Pataskala. The legend attached to it is similar to the tiny town story in Cincinnati. Um, they say that retired circus people live there and that carloads full of midgets with shotguns will chase you away if you go up to the house. Sideshow Bob. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's a little different, you know, I, I'm not sure why they put the midgets in there. I would think that it would be clowns, but you know, it's a story might freak you out, might not. Well, when we go to do that expedition, I'm taking you with us. We might find Willy I can Wonka. befriend them. Yeah. We have your leader, your queen. <laughs> do not harm us. Shotgun yielding midgets. Yeah. Loompa loompas. <laughs> <laughs> we found Willy Wonka. <laughs> um, so it, it's a little different. Um, you know, it's it's something that you know, teenagers might do. I, I could see teenagers running up to it to and challenge each other. Dare maybe they each are other. protectors. And it's called the Goonie House? It's called the Goonie House. And cool. I thought that was what was neat about it. So that was pretty cool. Um, one more real quick. Um, Westwater Street. Forgottenohio.com. 
Um, it's in Greenville, and there's a, a boulder on West Water Street in Greenville is um, said to have an Indian girl buried underneath it. Um, story behind it's a little uh, touchy. Uh, she supposedly committed suicide after she was sexually assaulted by soldiers from Fort Greenville and is said that she haunts that area. Mm-hmm. So that's a little a little freaky. Um, a woman scorned. Y- well, yeah. I mean, basically that's what it is. And, and if she does, I'm sure she's pretty pissed. Oh, I bet. So, so that's another one that I got. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Westwater Street. Westwater Street in Greenville. Okay. Yep. I got one here uh, for Lorraine County. It's the Gore Orphanage. Uh, Ooh. It's supposedly one of the most haunted places in the uh, state. Uh, It's at the Old Gore Orphanage located in Lorraine County, not far from Lake Erie. Uh, The story goes that Mr. and Miss Brunger from Indiana started the orphanage in 1903 after their own children died. Financial troubles developed and the place closed in 1916. But where this uh, gets vague, apparently another orphanage was built on the same site, or maybe the orphanage got a new name, but they refer to it as the Gore Orphanage. Anyway, one night the orphanage, the new one I guess, burned to the ground. There was a rumor that an old man from the river who hated children started the fire, and kids were killed. As, uh, As you visit the site late at night, you can hear the screams and the smell of roasting children. Ooh. Mm. There is also apparently a tree Bacon. with a tire swing near the site where you can see uh, children sometimes on the swing. Ooh, cool. Creepy. Wow. Wow. Uh, I, have, uh, I have one here. <clears throat> Everybody likes to go down to Hawking Hills in Hawking, Ohio. Um down to Old Man's Cave. Yep. Uh, legend here says that from about 1800 to 1857, there was a guy named Richard Rowe. He lived as a hermit in, in the cave. And with his faithful hunting dogs one night, one winter night, he went out. And as he was out, he tried to take his muzzle loader and tap with the stock on a frozen ice where there was a little uh, creek going through to get a drink. Well, as he was tapping on the th- on the ice, his muzzle loader went off and killed him. And it says here now that on full moon nights, some people that camp at the site on the park campground says they can hear um, the dogs howling and barking as if to cry their master to return. Whoa. That's, That's a good neat. one. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Along the lines, as with Hawking Hills, there's also Ash Cave, which is down pretty much around the street from where Hawking Old Man's Cave is at. It says here that uh, from time to time, there's a nocturnal tour groups that are followed uh, at night by a bashful young lady who peeks from behind the trees and may occasionally join the tour. Once the other hikers notice her bare feet, 1930s, 1930s vintage dress. An unusual transparency, though. She quickly dissipates into thin air, only leaving cold chills behind. <laughs> we definitely have to go and do that. Mm-hmm. 
So we go down to Ash Cave quite a bit anyway. We might have to get a cabin and uh, sneak down there at night. That'd be sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got one from around where I grew up. And this is Union Lake. And I've always known it to be called Union Lake. Um, A lot of other people. uh, Forgotten Ohio. Let's see. Yeah. Forgotten Ohio and I believe both Shadowlands. Uh, they also refer to it as Hell Lake. I've never heard it, re- you know, referred to Hell Lake. But anyway, the apparition of a young boy appears sometimes at sunset, floating just above the surface of Union Lake near Johnstown. He was particularly active in the 1960s when he could be relied on to float from one end of the lake to the other on a regular basis. But he may still appear. The boy lost his life in a relatively shallow lake because a local farmer used it as a dumping site. He threw a lot of leftover sections of metal fencing into the water, where they rusted and became a nuisance for fishermen whose lures, who lose lures there all the time. The nameless little boy decided to go swimming in the lake and got caught in a rusty fence and drowned before his father could reach him. The distraught father, according to rumor, then killed himself in his car rather than carry the news to his wife. Ever since, mysterious fogs have covered the surface of the water, regardless of the time of day or temperature. The fog will part in a straight line across the water. If you fish there after dark, you're likely to hear a child's giggle at the other end of the lake, followed by a frantic splashing. A less reliable haunting rumor involves a teenager who died when he wrecked his three-wheeler on a stump uh, in the 1980s. Never heard that story. Uh, A little little plus... um, a little bit of extra information on this. Uh, the nameless boy has a name. His name's Ernie. Uh, he went to school with my uncle. And uh, yeah, for the most part, the rest of the story is kind of true. I don't know about the father killing himself. Um, but yes, Ernie died. He, he drowned. And uh, it was a big thing to do You know, back when, uh, when my uncle and dad were growing up, uh, they would go out to Union Lake and go camping at night to see if uh, they could still see Ernie. So, so yes, that is the ghost of Ernie, who is very alive in, in my house. I use it as a uh, as a ghost story to tell all kinds of you know kids, especially. Yeah. We have one little girl, Brooklyn. She really wants to go. Yeah, and my wife uh, watches from time to time, and uh, you know she she's kind of kind of infatuated with the story about about Ernie at Union Lake. So, anyway, that's a good one. Um, I've got one more that I'd like to mention. Um, I think it's it's neat because it's of where it's at. Um, Lake Erie College. So it's up Lake Erie, you know, on the lake. Mist comes in, fog comes in, whatever, you know, it's a little windy. There are a lot of things. I think a lot of stories. But this is Lake Erie College in, in Painesville. Um, several things. It's been open for a long time. This is from ForgottenOhio.com. And um, college dates back into the 1800s. Um, girl, College Hall. Uh, there's a girl named Stephanie. Uh, in the 1800s, she got pregnant by a professor. He wouldn't marry her. She hung herself. Now she 
makes the lights go on and off and slams things and is very angry. Uh, Morley Music Hall uh, says Mrs. Morley will float in the hall, long white gown, down the staircase. She's been known to order students out of the building, slams doors when music is played badly. Um, basically, it says that it's been sealed off because of her angry spirit. And um, Stephanie from College Hall sometimes also visits this music hall. Uh, the Fine Arts Building, dark, tough-skinned man figure, makes students feel uncomfortable. His presence is there. Andrew's dorm, Mary Evans was a president of the college more than a century ago. She haunts it for unknown reasons. Uh, probably to keep the kids in check, I would assume. She basically... Does same thing. Poltergeist activity. Knocks things off the walls. Shelves. Slams doors. Moves things. And Fowler Dorm. Um, doesn't have a name, but it's a spirit. Stands off to the side. Basically, it says that the spirit comes through mirrors. So, mm. that's kind of freaky, too. Yeah. So, I mean, if... if like Bloody Mary? You want to pick a college. You know, you could... Lake Erie College. <laughs> you like my degree in hunt. You like that kind of stuff. <laughs> so... I, I thought that was kind of cool, and it, it's kind of eerie atmosphere being up at the lake, and you know all that that neat the stuff. Mist. That's so, cool. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the mist. So that was kind of cool. Well, I've got a few from Licking County. I um, love that name. I love Licking County. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe that's why a lot of lesbians <laughs> take take up here. Where are you from? Licking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we've got something local, like the Cedar Hill Cemetery. Um, It's been said if you put your ear up to the door of a particular mausoleum at the Newark Cedar Hill Cemetery, you'll hear knocking sounds, or if you're lucky, screams. And also, there's a baby stone with a sleeping child on it that will switch directions if you look away and then look back again. That is cool. Whoa. Wow. Let's see. Now, who's it? We were we were out hiking at Blackhand Gorge, and we came across a group of people, and they go around and they visit, kind of, kind of off the beaten path stuff, you know, with, with history like you know such as haunting and stuff. And let's see, they brought up that there was possibly a foundation to a witch's house yep. in Cedar Hill. Was that yep. right, Meg? Yep. So that might be something else that we need to look into. So, yeah, that's let's really see if cool. that's true. That sounds like well, cool. And also, obviously, the Newark Earthworks. Yep. Right up the road. Hop, skip, jump away. Um, they just say it's pretty much, it's an old Native American holy site. Um, Indians buried there, you know. And it's actually a park that people frequently visit. And that's where the Barrigal Ground Studio got its name from. Yep, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And they say that sometimes when you're taking photographs, which is really a nice park to take photographs with your kids and everything, that people sometimes capture orbs. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Oh, we're going to have to definitely put that one on the list, too, since it's Heck five yeah. feet that way. <laughs> yeah. It's a little more than fun. <laughs> um, I got a couple here from Licking County. Um, one is from Newark High School, Building B. Um, I went to high school there. It says that 
there was a janitor that accidentally hung himself on the night he was on, that hung himself there. And they say, legend is, on the night that he was known to die, you can hear his footsteps and him whistling his favorite tune. Ooh. So that's kind of cool. And I used to work uh, for a uh, civil engineering firm around here called Job's Henderson, which is uh, at the old Mound School on Grant Street. And it's an old elementary school. And I have actually my own experiences with this place. Um, there used to be a lady principal when the school was in session. At the top of the long stairs that go down to the gym, she suffered a heart attack at the top. By the time she hit the bottom, she was dead. And mm. upon the people remodeling the school for it to be our office and stuff, uh, the con- contractors said that now and then lights in the basement would turn themselves on, off, doors would swing open, close. Um, and one night I was there working, I used to work in the top floor, and I had, while I was drawing on the computer for uh, doing plans, I noticed that uh, above the door there was a window because that's how the schools were back then. And I noticed that the light in the hallway came on because there was real high ceilings. I thought to myself, I wonder if somebody's here. So I got up, I looked out the front, out my window, and there was nobody in the parking lot out front. I walked down the hall. As soon as I walked out, I looked down the stairwell. Everything was black, like nobody was even here. I walked down to the other end, and all the lights down there were off. There was nobody here. I went down one set of stairs you could walk where like there was an old bathroom like a, a, a faculty bathroom i looked out the window there there was nobody in the back parking lot or around the building at all there was nobody there at all but just me so me just thinking oh, okay whatever i went back to the room started working again and i could look out around my cubicle and the light was off well, I, I stayed there for about another 15 minutes, <laughs> and the damn light came back on again. And I was like, screw this, I'm going home. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and Fuck I, this shit, I'm uh, out of here. Right. Because Done. the alarm was set, doors were locked, I went down there, because when I went to leave, I had to unset the alarm to be able to leave so it wouldn't go off and then reset it. So I knew, you know, upon my leaving that night, as I got in my car, I turned all the lights out. As soon as I got out of my car and I got ready to get into the street, I looked back up at the building, and sure enough, the damn hallway light was back on again. Oh, neat. So I, yeah. Uh, that was one of the very few times that I stayed there late working on stuff by myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. You gave me goosebumps. Well, I've got one. We'll, we'll do a little little travel away from Licking County here. We're going to go down to Benton County. I like licking. Yeah. <laughs> well, deep in the backwoods of Benton County stands the Moonville Tunnel, a relic from an era long gone. Ooh, set the mood, huh? Uh, the town that is named for uh, was born when the Marietta and Cincinnati Railroad was built through the coal and iron rich woods of southeastern Ohio in 1856. Um... At its peak, the town boasted a population of more than 100, and there are mainly miners and their families. Um, there's a row of houses uh, just down Raccoon Creek, a uh, general store, and a saloon. And um, the residents of Moonville worked in the Hope Furnace, which is uh, out by Lake Hope. Um, and then 
Later on, they turned uh, to exclusively mining coal underground. Well, um, let's see. The coal was then used as the many iron furnaces in the vicinity, usually the one at Hope, where weapons and artillery for the Union Army were made during the Civil War. And many of the town's residents of Moonville are buried just west of town in an old cemetery on top of a hill. Most of the grave markers are missing or unreadable, but a few have been replaced. And American flags are regularly put out, uh, but for the veterans. Uh, the Ghost Moonville Tunnel is one of the legends that based on historical fact, but has been distorted a little bit. Um, a brakeman died. And uh, he fell from the cars, and he got ran over. And uh, some say he died instantly, but yeah, he went ahead and he ground, ground part of his leg off. They went to go get two doctors to perform an amputation, but the vinyl, the prostration of the vital energies was too great to attempt it, and the man died by that. So, uh, and it also states that the accident resulted from a too free use of liquor. So the dude was drunk, fell off the cars, and got ran over. So his spirit is said to haunt. Um, the legless man? Yeah, you're legless after a train runs over you. I would think so. Yep. Unless so, it runs over your waist and right. then you're completely cut in half. Then you're wasteless. But um, pretty much the town no, he was completely wasted. disappeared. And all that's left is the tunnel and the cemetery, which is on top of the hill. And uh, uh, it's, in, it's in Wayne National Forest. You can visit it. Um, so that's definitely one place we're definitely going to go. They say that you get ghosts uh, caught on film even during the daylight. Wow. So that would be cool. Yeah. Maybe we could do that. Now, not too far from there um, is the Hope Furnace. And legend has it that a watchman fell into the molten iron uh, from the, the top of it. And uh, you can see that on rainy nights. And what's nice is you can pull into the park on a rainy night and you, you can stay in your car and you can see the silhouette of a man uh, walking on top of the furnace back and forth checking to make sure everything's running smooth. Ooh. So, yeah, so we could do like a whole weekend thing down there. Mm-hmm. How fun would that be? Well, yeah, hey. Wayne National Forest, Hawking Hills. Yep. So there we go. That'd be great. All right. You got one? No, I already Malabar. read all of mine. You going to do Malabar Farm? No, I'm not going to do Malabar Farm. Okay. No, I'm good. I, I picked mine. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that one, so. Okay. You got any? Okay. Yeah, I've got a, it's called the Punderson Manor Hotel. It's in Miami County by uh, Newberry, or Newberry, Ohio. There's apparently a Newberry Lake. Um I believe this manor house is actually still operational. Um, over the years, many lodge guests have experienced creepy cold chills, mysterious sounds and sightings, and baffling uh, battles with lights, TVs, faucets. Uh, two incidents. Uh, I went to the website. They actually have a website for the P- Punderson Manor Hotel, and they've got a lot of different ones, but I just pulled a few. Uh, these incidents happened 30 years apart. Uh, there was a veteran park manager that some of uh, the Pundersons uh, invited. Uh, I've lost. This is a first. 
Well, the first occurrence on the winter evening of 1979, the newly renovated Manor House Lodge was closed but completely furnished and ready for visitors. A team of park rangers entered the empty lodge, locked the door behind them, and started a routine floor-by-floor check. The broilers in the basement were cranked to a comfortable 70 degrees, and the ground floor was in order. As the pair started up the staircase through, the air turned so chilly they could see their breath. Convinced a second floor window must be open, they headed to the guest rooms. Suddenly, a blast of frigid air passed over them, accompanied by a woman's mischievous laughter. The moment the laughter had stopped, the warmth flooded the entire upstairs. The rangers finished their patrol and confirmed that they were indeed alone. All the windows and doors were closed and the broilers were working properly. Ooh. But they have a bunch of different incidents from this uh, manor house. You have to go to the website cool. then. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is. They've got a lot of different things that happen there, including so. outside on the grounds. Ooh, I think cool. we and around need the lake. to go to some operational, you know, bed and breakfasts or hotels. Well, what's or the biggest one like around that? here? Oh, R.I.P. Buxton. The Buxton Inn. Buxton Inn. I've Which, been there to eat dinner. Woo, it's creepy. Have you ever been the there? Move. I've went to the uh, sunroom, like the garden room, and we had a... Yep. Uh, baby shower or bridal shower there. Yep. Was Have you ever uh, been to the tavern part? No. Very, very neat because it's underneath it. I think uh, Matt and um, I think Matt and Blender are going to have a little problem with their teleprompter right now. That's <laughs> like, um, yeah. Uh, 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 um. And then uh, <laughs> Belinda just like lost her. Well, it's because I had it typed up so teeny tiny and... I'm getting older. Yeah. She has glasses now. <laughs> oh, see, yeah. now she's saying she's going to become a classic soon. Mm. But yeah, I've Buxton Inn, I would love to go stay there. <laughs> that would be really well, that, neat. That would be really cool because I tell you, when I looked up the website and looked at all the different things that happened, and mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with, you know, the people who used to run it, the people who used to yep. work there. They say a lot of stuff has gone on, and they said that it uh, has happened a lot in room seven or nine. So Ooh. if you go, stay there. Try to get those two rooms. Yep. Cool. Or try to get one of the two rooms. You know, if we go there, that would be great. We could do. We could do. I a mean, everybody knows there. about that one. And then right. uh, we could also go hang out in what is it, the Revolutionary War? I mean, it's old. The old cemetery. Mm-hmm. Is it the Revolutionary or is it something else? But anyway, they have a real old cemetery there too. That'd be kind of neat to go go poking around. And that's not cool. that far away. Nope. Nope. Um, I have something. Uh, I have I have one last one here. When I was in uh, going to college to COTC over here, the uh, community college, uh, a friend of mine. She was in the same class with me, and she lived in a house up there in Mount Vernon in Knox County, right across from the fairgrounds. I can't think of the name of the road, and I'm not really sure what house it was, but it was her parents' house. Well, supposedly, before they bought the house, the people that lived there prior had a son who was 17, I think, or 18. And he went out to the backwoods that were behind the house, and he was going to go rabbit hunting. Well, on his way walking out through the woods, he tripped. And when he tripped and fell, his gun went off and shot him, killed him. Well, from what she used to come in now and then different times, different classes, and tell us stories, me and a couple of our friends, it was just amazing to hear what she was saying. She never actually really saw anything. But, well, wait a minute. I take that back. She did actually see 
a spirit walk through the woods one time, which looked like a 17, 18-year-old boy. Wow. And then what she really told me one one day really shocked the heck out of all of us. And we told her that she needs to move out of her parents' house, not just the fact that she's, you know, in college and should do that anyway, but the fact that everything that was happening and it was only basic to her versus her parents. She said one day she was laying on her bed, listening to music, laying on her back, and she said all of a sudden it was like something was choking her because she was running out of breath. She couldn't get up. Something was holding her down on her bed as well as choking her at the same time to the fact that she was gasping for air like you know somebody was trying to choke you. To the fact that she let out a little bit with a half faint, like, oh, like that, and her mom came in the room. When her mom came in the room, she couldn't get up, and she saw that Krista was having all kinds of issues. She grabbed a hold of her arm, and when she went to pull her up, she felt a force holding her daughter down on the bed. To the fact that they finally, she finally yelled at whoever. I knew They knew the name of the boy, whatever, and they yelled at him to leave her alone and let her go. Upon doing that, she was able to sit right up, count her breath back, and everything was fine. Needless to say, after that, about two weeks, her parents helped her find her apartment to get her out of there. Wow. Now, but, was her room the boy's room? Yes, it was. Yes, it was the boy's room. So, I mean, obviously, it just says the boy was angry. Mm. And the fact that, of course, you know, with her being in his old room was just really upsetting. But, I mean, just I me, mean, all these stories that we're talking about now, I mean, there's all kinds of things going around. Just go on to different websites. You can see things listed about different sightings and everything else. And not to mention, I mean, you know, you get on the road, you see abandoned places and stuff. You know there's something probably has happened there and it's time or not. If not, it's just eerie. Like, friends of mine uh, were from Brownsville, and there's a cemetery down in Brownsville, old cemetery. Well, supposedly somebody went through, and it's a defacing property, obviously, but somebody went through and painted the gravestones with fluorescent paint mm. to the fact that at night they almost glue. Whoa. Like they would put a glow off. Right. It's pretty weird. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Well, I've got I've got two last ones here, and then we're going to jump into uh, Off the Beaten Path. Uh, town of Shunk, the Turkey Foot Creek Bridge. It said, when you cross the bridge, coming from Malenta at night, a ghostly Indian warrior can be seen riding, riding a white stallion along the creek to the right of the bridge. He protects $40,000 in gold that he is supposedly buried along the south bank of the creek. Those who look for the treasure have reported being trampled by the specter horse. Ooh. Ooh. I was going to say, if we're going to go on a journey, I could use some money. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be trampled by a horse. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Bob the horse or Bob the horse's ass. <laughs> so, Prospect Place, also known as the Trunway Mansion, is one of the most historic buildings. Uh, around that area. Uh, it was built between 1856 and 1857. And uh, a lot of people have visited it, including the Ghost Hunters and the Ghost Adventures crew. Wait, did you hear that? Did you hear that? So, sorry, I dropped something out of my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's opened actual ghost hunts. And um, there was a... Uh, well, one of the ghosts is said to be a little girl who threw herself down from a window during a big dinner party. Um, 
Yes. And then there's another one that says uh, a mother and daughter who lived there in the 1860s. The daughter died during a long, cold winter, and the mother caught pneumonia um, while sitting up with her body while they waited for the ground to thaw so that she could be buried. And today they remain in the mansion are said to be especially fond of a spot in front of the fireplace, still warming themselves maybe after that long, sad winter. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah, and then another story tells of a hanging tells of the hanging of a slave trapper on the third floor of the barn. His ghost haunts it, rattling farm implements on the walls. So it's kind of neat. So when they yeah. visited this, did they find anything at all other than what they assume were scary things? I have no clue because I haven't seen the episodes yet. So I'm probably gonna have to, you know, you know the, try and find those on the internet. And yeah, those shows crack me up. I mean, because you know. You gotta think of how many people is in there with them, and then how many people they have actually got outside that are doing stuff <laughs> to say. Did you hear that? Right. Did you hear that? Yes, yeah, so you can go on tours of, of uh, Prospect Place. Um, it's got a website. You know, just Google it. You'll be able to find it, and you can also do overnight ghost hunts there too. So that'd be right. cool. Yeah. So off the beaten path. Off the beaten path. Man. All right, yeah. that, that is my turn. Yep. My turn. Okay, so what I have for off the beaten path. Have you ever had a dream? And you want to know what it's about? Yes. I have had many dreams because I, one, do not sleep very much. Two, when I do sleep, I sleep very restlessly. And I... I have my rapid eye movement, my REM. I am constantly turning, waking up, things like that. So I have lots of dreams because that's when you dream when you when you you know get into that stage. So I thought that it would be neat to talk about dreams and what they kind of mean. So I have a book. That's awesome. Yeah, I've got a book. I have dreams, but I know what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> Your dreams don't count. <laughs> dirty, dirty dreams. Um, the best dreams. It, My dreams are wet, but I'm never swimming. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called a pocket guide to dreams, and it's by and I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm going to say this right. <laughs> Why is my finger in that cold water by the on the nightstand? I I would believe, and I'm uh, they're brothers, maybe Philip and Douglas Clucas. I don't know if that's correct. Uh-huh, Philip. Uh-huh. <laughs> I shit my pants. This funny Sorry about that. Anyway, I, I got this finish. book, and it's it's you know some of it's kind of plain. You can read into the dream. You understand what it means. Other things you wouldn't think of that, and it, it's kind of different. So basically, I I just wanted to read this short little thing, and it says the world of dreams. Um. It, it just basically says that when we sleep, we it's to revive our bodies and minds. Um, through the process, we're able to relieve, you know, prepare ourselves for stresses, strains, everyday life, physical challenges that our bodies go through. Um, you know, dreams are just kind of the process of, of life in general. Um, you might have them in different forms, scary ones, naked ones, mm. um, you know, whatever it may naked be. scary ones. Ones that are, that are <laughs> great, you know. Um, and it, it just basically, the book lets you 
look things up and kind of explore what your dreams mean. Cool. So my question is to Matt, John, and Belinda, tell me a dream and I'm going to kind of look it up and tell you what this book says it kind of means. Oh, this is going to be awesome. All right. So anything off the wall that you've dreamt about that I can maybe look up? Okay, well, squirrels. Man, <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't dream <laughs> about squirrels. Um, actually, the last vivid dream I had was it was with the kids, and we were at this little. It must have been like a like a stone chalet that was you know over in Ireland, and we had a moat around it, and we were cow farmers. And people were trying to get in. Wee oui, wee. Oui. And all I kept hearing was the cows just, you know, screaming and crying and mooing, and you know, because of these guys that were trying to get in. But we had a moat. <laughs> Emotional cow. <laughs> you know, so I don't, I don't know what you can take from that. Um, maybe possibly invasion dreams. You know, uh, violence, conflict. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that. You know, somebody trying to break in. Maybe you were by circles in the field and the aliens were... That could be. Mm, Maybe it wasn't a dream. They were trying to break in. (laughs) My ass did hurt the next morning. (laughs) I've been violated. (laughs) Okay, so so you were having a dream of maybe someplace that we were living? Yes, yes, we were living there. Home type of thing? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was... Home. Yeah, it was real vivid. I mean, it was it was like we were there, and the protective symbolism. There we go. Okay. That'll work. So here it says our homes are often our first line of defense against the outside world. They make us feel safe and secure. Thus, um, we see our homes destroyed or decaying in our dreams. Um, it can be extremely upsetting. Destruction of family home is surprisingly common theme, especially among older children. Um, you are an older child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> memories of our earliest homes represent the security offered by family bonds. Um, could be a breakage of a family bond. You know, that could be. Uh, but one thing that was nice is they never got in. And I felt so Good. bad for my cows because they were they were just killing my goddamn cows. It was pissing me off. Well, but they never got to us. Well, dude, look at a, on the bright side. Beef's on the menu again. Mm, um, beef says here as we develop both emotionally and physically, uh, we desire to move on, but also retain a fear of change. Images of our homes being destroyed are subsequently acknowledgement of our need to develop but at the expense of family security and parental ties. Ah, So, do you think that has anything to do with your dream? Yes, ma'am. Protecting your family and Mm -hmm. keeping them together, things like that. Okay. All hits home. And getting a good steak. (laughs) Yes. Yes. How about you, John? Or Belinda, whoever would like to go next. I'm going to let John take this one. All right. Okay. The most disturbing dream I ever had, right? Is what you want to know. 
Back yes. when I was living with my parents, um, I think it was around 93, 1993, I uh, had this dream that I, it was too real. It's like I, I woke up and I went outside and all of a sudden I turned into a werewolf and went on a killing rampage through my neighborhood. And then next thing I know, it's like I came back inside the house and I, I don't know what happened. I, uh, I can't remember if I turned back into it again and then I wreaked havoc on my parents or what. But next thing I know is I broke out. I woke up in a cold sweat. I felt like. I had, I felt like I had dirt under my fingernails. And I felt the fact like, you know, I actually, it did happen. It was weird to the fact that I sat out at the kitchen table for the rest of the night thinking, this ain't me. <laughs> this isn't me. It didn't happen. But yeah, it kind of freaked me out. I just, it's like probably the only dream I think I've ever really had that actually disturbed me. I've, other than that, I don't have dreams that disturb me. It's usually, you know, good, happy, good dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you is: uh, after that, did you have did you have any of your dead friends following you around, trying to talk your talk <laughs> yeah. yourself into suicide? Just kill yourself, man! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't. I just it just it was weird. I mean, and then I just kept thinking to myself, you know, what if this did happen? What if it was me? You know, what if this is happening? What if it isn't happening? So on the next full moon, I didn't sleep at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So transforming into an animal. Transforming into an animal. I don't really have, I don't see that in here. you have like animal symbology? I have animal visitations. I have... um, I have one that is called Fables and Fantasies, Monstrous Visitations. I don't know um, if that would really be. I wasn't really visited by it. I, I became it. Right. Uh, I guess maybe that means I'm just a beast at heart. I don't know. It could be. You just want to be a big hairy animal. That risks people in two. <laughs> yes. And this um, was before you met me, so now, that's there, a good thing. There is one. <laughs> Instead of me ripping people with a new ass, <laughs> now since I met Belinda, I get my own ass ripped. <laughs> Don't do that! Do that! do that for? <laughs> um, there, there is one in here about violence, conflict, and retribution. Do that one. Um, so it, it, I'll just read what violence, retro, you know, conflict, and retribution. Um. Dreams of violence can leave us feeling shocked, especially if we are the victims of the crime or even the perpetrator. However, ghastly the images foreseen, they should not be considered a manifestation of a disturbed mind. Violence in our dreams. <laughs> My mind's disturbed anyway. <laughs> it wouldn't be nothing new. Um, it's like a... It, it, it's a way of the subconscious to unburden the anger and frustration we build up in waking life. So if maybe you had an argument with your parents, maybe they didn't let you go do something. So you broke out and did it? No, um, it, no it wasn't that. Um, oh my goodness, it was like eons ago. Yeah? Do you remember? Probably, if you had a fight with your parents? Probably not. I mean, I don't really remember 
that was the thing. Is it, it never really or maybe happened. a neighbor since you went out right. after the neighbors? Maybe could have. Complain about all those cars in your car lot up there? Could have. No, it wasn't that either. Um, basically, it just it says you don't have to see it as an expression of sadistic intent. Um, it merely is just a means of unburdening. Unburdening. Some type of held up anger. Right. Just letting your emotions go and anger or something like that. Use it as other ways to release anger. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically what it says. So. Yeah, because you definitely are not an angry person. No. Anybody. No. You mm-hmm. are like probably one of the nicest people I've met, which that's why I get pissed off. Because <laughs> I'm nicer than Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. And I, I'm okay with that. But no, you're really nice. And sometimes I'm like, you got to be a little mean once in a while. But you're like, oh, no. Here, let me have. But I don't want flower. to be mean. <laughs> well, in your dream, you definitely were. And this was before he Crazy. met me. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now you're the one he rips apart in his dream. Yeah. As he turns into a werewolf. So he can unburden his emotion. <laughs> Not really a werewolf anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I go to the erotic dreams for that? Ooh. One? I'm the maybe, impressive beast. Maybe he's breaking you in two the other way. <laughs> in his dreams. Well, my name is John. In your for a reason, maybe. <laughs> um. So basically, unburdening emotion of anger, or something like that. So that sounds cool. How about you, Belinda? We'll see. When I dream. Especially when I was little, there were real creative dreams like dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. All kinds of weird ass shit. King Kong. All me jumping off the bed all the time, trying yeah. to catch my kids in the sleep. Yes. That they, one they, freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> I do really? all the time. She really? Up in the middle of the night. I would literally jump off the bed. See, the sad thing is we had a mirror wow. that <laughs> used to be above my old dresser. And we put this mirror. We didn't have any place to put it at the one house we was at. So it's put the mirror right next to the bed. On the floor so the kids could look at it themselves when they were crawling over Right. Too. And all of a sudden, it's like something probably with that mirror and Belinda. One day, one night, right in the middle of the night, it's like she just jumped off the bed. Of course, I woke up and said, what the fuck you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell you doing? But I do it all the time she, when they yeah. were little. She would wow. jump off the bed like they were falling and she was catching them. And I would be on the ground. Wow. Now, now, Megan's done that before, too. Like what? With Will. Like, you'll reach for him real quick, and you'll be like, and I'll be like, hey, he's actually sleeping in his bed tonight, and you'll be like, oh, okay. Well, that's, I think that's more just because I'm so used to him sleeping with us. Right, but... That when he sleeps in his bed, I either have a hard time sleeping, or I do wake up thinking that he's Well, Blenda tosses and turns all night, and of course, sleeping next to her, I don't wake up refreshed. I feel like I was in a fight with a ninja all night. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I got my ass kicked. Well, if somebody wouldn't snore. <laughs> yeah, I snored one yeah, night. Matt she does pinched that my too. nose together and I, got, I lost my, I couldn't catch my breath. <laughs> I woke up choking and stuff. Okay, you know how I was saying John was a nice guy? This was the one time that I was ever scared of him. He got up out of bed. He was going to fucking kill me. I locked myself in the bed. I was mad. Because he couldn't oh, breathe. That's funny. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, well, you snore. I can't sleep, so I pinch your nose together. It makes you roll over. I said, it didn't this time. about kill me, dumbass. I said, yeah. Some people die in their sleep. I know why I died. I snore too much. I just pinch his nose together. He'll roll over. Those now, now she just jabs me. It's like the ninja move. Just pull over. 
I even brought bought them those uh, breathe right strips, and they don't work on them. <laughs> I'm sleeping next to Bruce Lee. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's oh, so I'm going to totally isolate that, and I'm going to play it all the time. No, dude, you know, the <laughs> John, funny- I sleep next to Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, here, this is funny as hell, dude. One night, I was sleeping, you know, I was sleeping behind her, and I, I reached my arm around. And I don't know, one night my arm slipped or something, and it touched <laughs> the her. the fuck ever? <laughs> no. And she kicked me right in the, in the, in the balls. <laughs> I woke up. I woke up and I'm like, ah, what the hell is that for? What? Huh? What? I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, I don't know. I'm sleeping. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, oh my god, that is so funny. It's like, it's like a, I just like that animal instinct. It's like that, you know, reflex mechanism. <laughs> you put your arm on Belinda's hip, and if it moves somewhere down or wherever, it's like automatic, you know, re- reaction to kick John in the nuts while he's sleeping. <laughs> Roll over. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, that is good. Well, at least we knew I can protect myself, <laughs> even in my sleep. Yes, you can. <laughs> That is such a good movie. That's funny. (laughs) You roll over, bitch. (laughs) I'll smack you in the nuts again. (laughs) Bitch. Wolfman's got nards. (laughs) Bitch. Had my Wolfman dream again until I got kicked in the nuts. I need to have my own divider in the bed. <laughs> I've tried. You stay on that I'm side, separate. I'll stay on this side. As soon as you roll over the line, you're shocked. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Did you find it, honey? Um, it doesn't have any specific like mother dreams and like about children. I mean, it it talks about um remembering your mother or father. Um what that personifies, but it doesn't really go into the mother dreaming about the children. I well, obviously, since I was falling or jumping out of bed to catch my ke- kids in midair and then protecting. Yeah, so I would. I would around. basically say that that's what it is. It's a. It's a protection is what you're having. Yeah, you know, you want to make sure your. Kids but I did are it when safe. they were like little. Where right. they were at the age that if they fell off the bed, they would hurt themselves. Now they literally jump off the bed on their own and look right. fine. Oh, yeah. So right. I don't have them anymore. It was only when they were really little where you put them on the bed and you'd have to supervise them. And just like out of a dead sleep, she'd just jump off the bed. Now, for me, I don't know if you guys have dreams like this. I have really weird dreams. Like, I have dreams Like of little toys and a bicycle pump? Uh, <laughs> that would be weird. No. <laughs> I'm not even going swimming. <laughs> uh, no, no, I have I have deja vu dreams where I dream of things, and I mean everybody I I guess has that too. But I have deja vu where you dream of it, and then it happens. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, I dreamt of that. Or I have dreams of bugs. I have dreams of snakes. I have dreams of... Because that's stuff you're scared of. Okay, this is what... One dream I had, okay? Yeah, those are things I'm scared of. Blended, do you have dreams of me then? They also mean other things. Like in this book, I, I started reading it and it, it means other things. Um, but I also had a dream one time about 
being in, overseas in, in France. And I went up on a hill. And in the dream, this... It was kind of a gathering, a festival is what it was. But I was younger. And in the dream, a car pulled up. And it was black and purple. And inside the car were vampires. And then we saw the vampire's assistant. And what did I do when I saw that car? I was like, holy shit, that is the car that I freaking saw in my dream. No, she didn't do it that way. Don't don't let her fool you. She smacked me. About seven times on the arm. Yeah, because it freaked me out. And it she, was the she exact does the, the hand thing. wavy thing with her other <laughs> hand. In my and she's smacking me. Oh my god, that's my dream. And it was. I mean, the way it pulled up. Now, have you ever slow. seen the preview to the show and maybe subconsciously no. saw no. the purple car? No, because I don't. I sorry. I don't think I did. Because I know sometimes that happens. Like if you right. I do but that. Do a lot you remember people. seeing a preview of the movie with that in it? See, I can't. I don't think I would have noticed. We'll have to look at the trailer. Preview. I don't. I don't think there was a preview with that car. I don't think it was either. And that's what freaked me out so much is I couldn't remember where it was coming from. But it was like, you know, their little camp. You know, all the circus, the freak, circus right. freak. Um, their little. That's what it was like at that festival. And there were weird. Didn't I tell you there were there were like weird, freaky circus people there. Right. And it was just a weird dream and i don't know if maybe that's where it came from but it freaked me out but I, mm-hmm. but i have weird dreams yeah, I, I, I have dreams of of living in a city that's desolate there's like nobody there and it's just i'm younger and a lot of them are you know it's kind of me being younger yeah. not younger younger but like you know 18 ish yeah. whatever you know maybe 16 maybe my 20s you still look like that yeah, thanks. But I mean, they're they're just weird, and it's it's me and like one of my kids, right? And maybe it's never it's a, all three of them. Yeah, and it's yeah, right. It's never all three of my kids. It's always like one kid at a time. Yeah, and that's I find that kind of strange because you think that I would, but like you said, you you know you do it with your kids, but it's my kids now. You know, also I don't. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them are productive and things like that, but but I think dreams are are really emotions their emotions their thoughts their stresses their daily journeys or something you're excited of, about uh, afterlife before with uh, one of my relatives there you go and it was real and i will still wow. state to it to this day that it happened uh back in high school i had a rough time my grandfather killed himself yeah. he, i was very very close to him and it is a lot to do with my religion now but, uh, you know, having the kids, things have kind of changed. But anyways, I uh, used to give eulogies or come up and do poems at relatives' uh, funerals. I refused to do it at his because I was so close to him. And uh, so my cousin did it. My little cousin, Heidi, she went up and gave the eulogy. And she said, Grandpa, give us a sign that you're okay. Everything's all right. Well, that night, everybody stayed out at our place because nobody wanted to be alone. And I had gone to bed. And I went um, to bed to sleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night after having this dream. And everybody was still out at the kitchen table. So I went out there and told them about it. I was a little shy at first, but I figured they needed to know. What happened was, is I ended up walking out my back porch. And it was really bright and sunny. But still kind of hazy. You know, where it was so bright that, you know, things are still kind of cloudy. 
And I walked out towards our old garage and standing out there was my grandfather. And he, you know, signaled over me to come over to him. And I'm, as I'm walking, there was uh, a bunch of people walking around. A bunch of, I guess, ghosts. But they weren't ghosts. They were like, they looked like regular people. And I saw my other grandfather with his walking cane, which he always had. And he waved to me and smiled. And I walked over to Grandpa and he kneeled down. He said, Belinda, I want you to go back and tell everybody that I'm okay and everything's fine. And then I woke up. Hmm. And I swear to you, that happened. That's really neat. But I thought it was cool that, you know, he did it that way. Yeah. So that's, it didn't freak me out. That's fairly common. Yeah. I mean, you know, regardless of what people think, believe, look, whatever. If you think, you know, ghosts aren't real or whatever, open up your damn eyes. Yeah, there's got to be something. That's like um, my, I want your grandma with my grandpa come back and right. visit her. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think ghosts have to be scary. No. It's like. No, it's they, like, they don't. Yeah, you know, my mom passed away last year. And uh, I woke up before the phone rang, and I knew something was wrong. And it was my dad on the other end. I mean, you know, s- stuff like that happens. Oh, yeah. Know? So That and um, when your husband isn't cleaning the house and doing things he should be doing, you can ask his mother, who passed away last year, yeah. to tell him to get his ass into gear and she will come to him in a dream and rip him a new one because yeah. that also happened oh yeah i have lots of dreams yep. yeah, and maybe. i did not i did not tell him about this he didn't even know that i was upset with him i was just really irked with him because he wasn't helping with the housework and he wasn't helping with the kids because he was doing a lot of work at work and when he's coming home he just wanted to relax and i understood that but he still has things right, here I've got duties yeah we do this together so yep. he needs to be here together and it went on for about a week and i was just really irked i was done you know you get those days you're just you're done i looked up and i said you know and i say robin i said robin Tell him to get his ass in the gear. I don't care how you do it. But kick his ass and tell him to quit. Straighten up. And man, he come out and he's like, I had a really weird dream, Megan. I'm like, what's that? He told me. I freaking, I told him. I was like, I asked her yesterday, like like last night, hmm. to tell you to straighten up. Oh, she was yelling at me and screaming at me. Oh. You know, be a man. Be a man. Grow up. Be a man. And it's like, whoa. It was real. I mean, at his house, real. sitting at his old table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sitting and with her. she's just, he's like, on me. Yeah, and I, man, I told him that, that I said that to her, and he just was like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, yeah I did. So there has to be power in dreams, and there has oh, yeah. to be other powers at work than what a lot of people want to realize. Now, do you guys, just real quick, do you dream in color or black and white or both? Both. Mine's always color. Mine's usually color. Yeah. Okay. Mine's usually black and white, but a lot of times it'll be color too. But so, for the most part, I'm black and white. What kind of dreams do you dream in black and white? Um, well, usually like the one with the cows was black and white. Okay. So. Any specific like subject that you always dream black and white? No. No, just mm-hmm. most of my dreams are black and white. Yeah. Okay. And then it. Like some that are just way weird, right? They'll be color. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, Does it say anything about 
about colors? Uh, it doesn't say anything about colors and dreams, or it, it might say something about dreaming colors, but uh, it, it doesn't say anything about... About what you're... Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll I have mean, to check that out for, for next episode. But well, I, yeah, I, uh, I guess uh, since Megan has a book she can flip through, if right. anybody has a dream they want to kind of get an idea of what it meant... Uh, you know, send us an email. Feedback. Exactly. We love feedback. Exactly. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of a, a, a neat subject with the fact that, um, you know, last time, Friday 13th. Yeah. Dreams. Oh, yeah. And just, so, okay. Good idea. I got hammered a few times. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street's coming out the 30th. I thought it was last week. I'm sorry. Oh, really? It wasn't, yes. It's coming out April 30th, so. Man, what was you thinking? Check your phone. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, in the book, it also mentions how to remember your dreams. One, you know, kind of in-your-face thing you should know. Write it down. Write down the date, the the day, you know, the time, whatever. Write down what happened, who was involved, what it was about. Look it up. You know, I'm sure on the internet you can look it up. Well, sounds like a plan. I go through a whole sheet of paper in a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's like the way you tell stories. <laughs> um, but basically, you know, it, it, it talks about life in general. For sweet dreams, have a sweet life. You know, nightmares, try to get rid of them. There's, there's certain ways, you know. I don't have a lot of Getting rid of stresses and things to. like that. But now I can't remember. You know, she just, just kicked my ass in the middle of the night. Takes mm-hmm. all of her frustration out that way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that is my off the beaten path. Well, that was a good one. Yeah, good job. Thank you. That was interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. All right. Belinda, do you want to go ahead and flip your card? Let's sure. see. Immune. John. Infected. Ah! He's sick. Uh, this is gonna be a good this one. This is gonna be great. <laughs> now we can Everybody talk about China. Everybody who knows me will know what I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> good deal. Hey. Because we don't all watch the same movies. <laughs> well, some of us. Porn. Do. Peace, love, and porn. P <laughs> <laughs> from the R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> With TNA. <laughs> TMI. TNI. TMI. Too oh. much info. Oh. I was going to say, what the hell is TNI? OMG. <laughs> too nart info. <laughs> I'm going to LMAO. <laughs> Well, next uh, next episode, we're probably going to go ahead and get back to it. We're we're not going to decide uh, today what the movie is going to be, but we will go ahead and we will post that on the website, and we'll also post it on our Facebook account. So if you guys want to go ahead and watch it and uh, get ready for it, we should just talk about uh, scary porns. Scary porns. Yes, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we must review them first. Yes. Anything like the movie. I had a dream I was doing the vampires. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now we'll go ahead and we'll post that for everybody. And, uh, you know, get ready for... <laughs> Belinda's cringing. 
Poor girl. She says, she was me. She's, mm, I want She's got to kick him in the nuts tonight. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining my parents sitting at their kitchen table listening to this right now and going, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we don't watch the same movies. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. They listen to every episode. We're good. <laughs> Oh, the feedback oh, wait, on this, this is, is going to be horrible because <laughs> I'll hear it firsthand. Wait a minute, this is the part where I'd be accused of, what is it, drooling from the mouth? Because <laughs> I hear the word porn involved anyway. <laughs> but everybody expects it from you. <laughs> but now we'll go ahead and we'll post what... Uh, Bejazzle boy. What next episode is going to be about. Bejazzle. <laughs> <laughs> Bejizzle. 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 Oh, shoot. Well, let's go ahead and, and wrap it up. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> at you guys later. And, quite a uh, way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> Be safe. And so it starts the pour. Wrap it up. <laughs> well, all right, guys. We'll be talking at you later. Hope you enjoyed the show. Bye. Rapid Infectious Podcast. Party on, Megan. Party on, Belinda. Party on, Matt. Party on, John. Get bent, Belinda. See ya. <laughs> Kiss my ass, Bitch! <laughs>